Hello everyone, this is your host, Brandy Williamson. I am a birth and postpartum mental performance coach. I've designed this podcast to offer you a unique combination of performance psychology principles and faith-based insights to support you along your journey of motherhood every step of the way. Welcome back to Mom Material. Justin and I were talking about our childbirth experience and just what his role that he took on was and how that helped me and just my perspective and his perspective. And I was like, wait, we should totally do a podcast. So Justin, thank you for being on the podcast with me. And today, what I wanted to talk about was your perspective in a husband's role in labor because I feel like so much of childbirth preparation is around the mother, which obviously that totally makes sense. But I think sometimes the husband's perspective and preparation gets not enough attention. So we were hoping to use this time to encourage all of you husbands out there and wives that you all are a team and by working together during your childbirth experience it's going to be way better for you you're going to increase your comfortability your confidence your composure your control you're going to be able to be more relaxed and be able to get into those rhythms of each stage and each phase of labor so we hope that this is going to be encouraging and impactful for you all as you gear up for your own birthing experience I'm very curious to know how you think your collegiate golf experience, your time in the military as a PL and an XO, and all the roles that you assume in those positions and the difficult things that you've seen, the hardships that you've experienced, how you think that has actually shaped and prepared you for childbirth, or if it has at all. Obviously, I wasn't the one doing the childbirth, but I... (laughs) Um, have had some familiarity with the experience of um, like something that you know is going to happen and you can't stop it from happening uh, and you know it's going to be painful or hurt uh, or be uncomfortable for a long time so um, that's kind of how I approached you giving birth was that I know this is not going to be pleasant and then it's going to be painful but at the end it's going to be pretty great so um, yeah that's kind of how I approached it what do you think that your thoughts, feelings, and emotions were as we were getting closer to our due date? Honestly, except for when we would talk about it, I would kind of just put it out of my mind because I was already um, <clears throat> resigned to the fact that it was going to happen and it was going to be unpleasant. Uh, and so I was already ready for it to be unpleasant and uh, for it to happen. Um, but obviously I was super excited for Isaac to be born, so. Yeah. I had talked to a lot of women about what they did for their birthing experiences, and some of them suggested to me to get a doula. And I had honestly never heard of a doula. I didn't know what really that meant. So I went to Google and I was like, awesome, this is so cool. It's like a birth coach. I'm all about that. I've got that sport and performance psychology background. 
I am super into being coached. I love learning techniques. And so that is what I thought that we were going to experience and how I thought that we were going to prepare is the doula would help educate us. We would build a rapport with her. We would have that coaching relationship and she would be there in times of need and then also in the childbirth experience for us. And I know that all doulas are not the same, but our doula definitely let us down big time. It was not at all what we thought that we were getting. And yeah, so we were we were definitely um, let down by that. But what I would say was as much as we were let down by her and our experience with that, I felt like you totally stepped up to the plate. You were my anchor, you matched my energy and you were that strength for me and that coach for me. Um, during my hardest times in in labor and so i'm super thankful just for you and uh the strength that you gave me as we were going through that because i know it wasn't easy for you either before we get into our personal experience and examples i wanted to give a broad overview of what labor stages look like in the phases within the stages Stage one of labor has three different phases, early labor phase, active labor phase, and transition phase. In that early labor phase, your contractions are going to be far apart. They might not be that long in duration, and they're gonna be infrequent. You're also going to have dilation in your cervix from wherever you are at, so whether that's zero, one, two, or three, all the way up to six centimeters. So your cervix is thinning out and dilating to six centimeters. Once you're at that six centimeter mark, you're going to get into that active labor phase. So this is typically where you hear the 411, 511. And so what that means is four contractions or five contractions lasting about one minute over the course of an hour. Usually the six centimeter landmark of dilation will trigger increased speeds of dilation. So contractions are getting stronger, longer, and they are getting closer together, which means a little bit more pain for mom. And lastly, transition phase is when you're going from eight centimeters to 10 centimeter. And this stage is the shortest but most painful stage oftentimes of labor as your body is getting ready to push out your baby. Stage two of labor is where you actually get to push out your baby depending on the medications that you have that might change the length of time. Time ranges from 15 minutes to around three hours. So depending on the type of medication you have, it can make you push longer because you might not be able to feel the pressure um, in your body. And lastly, stage three is where you deliver your placenta and you get to have skin to skin attachment with your baby, initiate breastfeeding and welcome your new baby into the world. All right, so let's get into our experience with childbirth. So it was a little bit different because I was induced and what that looks like is we schedule a date to go in and um, when we got there, the nurses admitted me, 
uh, Justin was there and also my mom came. So we had packed a lot of stuff because we heard that induction lasts a long time. And they got us back into the room and started to hook me up to the IV and just ask for medical history. And I gave them my birth plan. And essentially we basically just got settled in and pretty much rested for, I'd say around like three hours. So Justin, what do you think your perspective was during what I guess I would say would be that early labor phase? Well, the way I approached it was it would be like an endurance event. So uh, we'd be there for a while uh, and I don't know what kind of food they'd be giving us. So I uh, made sure that whatever we brought was, uh, <coughs> was good for for like long periods of uh, effort so I brought like protein bars and uh, hydration packets and stuff to that you need to replenish um, while you're while you're giving effort so uh, if you like notice that you're thirsty or hungry like it's already too late uh, if you're in an endurance event so just planned on trying to keep Brandy hydrated and eating food uh, like snacking so that she'd be able to um, have have her body prepared to, to actually give birth when she had to. Yeah, and honestly, it's very nerve-wracking, you know, getting in there. I've never experienced this before. Didn't necessarily know what to expect. Like Justin said, I knew it was going to be difficult. And I also had talked to some other people that had an induction. They said that it just took them forever. So I was actually thinking that we were going to be more involved into like doing some games and entertaining and stuff so you also helped out with like packing everything packing the car getting the snacks like you said but we really didn't even get into a lot of that stuff i mean we kind of watched an episode of the office but pretty much fell asleep because we got there so early which is also um, another good thing as you're in early labor just to distract yourself and then if you can get rest get rest and then if you feel like you want to move around move around but for us i think we took advantage of being able to sleep for a little bit because we knew it was going to be a, a long day and maybe a little bit intense so i was essentially hooked up and i started to feel some minor contractions and i was like oh yeah this is this is nothing this is fine i can sleep with my body pillow and i was aware of the the feelings the, the back aches the crampiness it wasn't really that big of a deal and so three hours probably passed so we got admitted around 1, 3 a.m. is when basically they hooked me up and everything was working. The Pitocin was going and then let's say another three hours. So around 6 a.m. I would say I started to feel those contractions that let me know that I was in more of an active phase of the stage one of labor. So. <clears throat> My contractions were a lot closer together. They were stronger, they were longer, they were more frequent, and I could no longer just rest in bed. I really um, was very distracted and in pain and focused. And we all woke up and started to create a rhythm for walking around the room and helping me cope with the pain. So what exactly did you do during this active labor phase? Well, I mean, the first thing that we did when we got up is I called Dula to get her to come because uh, she wasn't there. 
and then just tried to fit in as best I could into whatever rhythm you were already doing. Um, so I wasn't going to tell you like what to do or how to move or where to be. Uh, I was just trying to look at what you're doing and then fit in as best I could to like help you do that as easy as possible. So uh, like you were walking around, so I was keeping the IV like right next to you and then uh, making sure that you didn't trip on the cords with the cords that you had caught. Um, and then just kind of following you around and, and helping you do what you wanted to do uh, and then trying to encourage you along the way. From my experience, I got more focused. I was in more pain. Every contraction like took a toll on me and with you matching my like energy and just constantly being so supportive during all of this, we were able to have that rhythm with the IV machine to where we walked around the room or like I went to the toilet or whatever, but we had this little loop that, that we were in and I never had to tell you about it. Like you just, you like followed suit and that was amazing because I didn't have to like expend any energy. Like it was almost like you already knew what I needed to do and you just followed me, um, followed my lead in that. And that was amazing. That was probably one of the best things that, that we did and that you did for me because that was a really difficult time and it was pretty long. Like we were, I was in active labor for a while. So to establish that, that rhythm or ritual was helpful for me to cope with the pain. Everything was ramping up and I was entering into that transition phase, which you can definitely tell when you're in transition because you feel like you need medication. It is the shortest, most intense and painful part of the whole childbirth experience. And it can be very overwhelming if you are not ready for it. Something I tell my clients is the transition phase only lasts between five to 20 contractions. And so I felt like if I knew that going into it, I would be much better prepared, but I definitely did not. Um, and so this is where I asked for the medication. One of the better decisions that I made during this whole process was to go ahead and tell the nursing staff to not remind me or ask me about medications because I wanted to tell them when I was ready, not to have them constantly ask me and more so given when I felt a little weak. The IV medication kicked in pretty much instantly and basically I laid down and my water broke and that's really when I started to push. And what was going on with you during this time? I mean, I was just like doing what I could to help and like I'd encouraging you to, to do the medication to breathe um, because that's what you need to do at the time. So. Yeah, and you mentioned that this was actually one of the hardest parts for you specifically during it all. Can you talk a little bit more about like why that that might have been? Yeah, I mean, like before we were walking around and doing stuff, so it was moving around and actively uh, doing things. But once you stayed in bed, then we weren't really doing anything or moving around, so it was difficult to. Um, detached from whatever was going on at that moment. This part of labor was definitely difficult for a lot of reasons, but the thing that you just brought up was how we had to transition out of that rhythm that we had established to a new one. And it rapidly changed because Isaac was coming and I was starting to push as well. 
So what was your thoughts and feelings and emotions while I was pushing? I was trying to help you to stay focused and encourage you uh, and tell you you were almost there and stuff. So. Yeah. And I definitely felt that because it was a weird space to be in because I was so focused, but I was like keenly aware of your voice and it really did give me more confidence and also more motivation when you were like, oh, you know, good job, or he's almost here, or keep pushing, or you're almost there. Um, I think listening to your voice specifically, out of everyone like cheering me on and, and um, helping me through that was really impactful. And I don't know if there's like science behind that or if it's just because like you're my teammate for life. Like I think that there's something special about when you were cheering me on versus other people that really helped me and helped us get to see Isaac sooner. And pretty much I, I pushed for probably 15 to 30 minutes and then we got to meet Isaac. And what was your like first thought when you saw him? I, mean, I was super excited to, to see him. It was pretty great. I mean, I don't know. It's very excited to see him. It's like also just an overwhelming emotional, like it's just a flood of emotions going through that because I was kind of out of it and also just, just kind of overwhelmed, I guess, with it all because I expected to like cry and do all this kind of stuff, but I really didn't. I was super happy that it was over and relieved and, and happy that he was safe and okay. Um, but it was, it was really cool to be there with you and, and him and have us all together like that for the first time. So, um, and it's been better ever since. What advice do you have for husbands going through this experience with their wives? To try to just assume a, a supporting role and be there and try to help in any way you can and it'll all work out. Definitely. How did your faith help you through this or inform you for this experience? I mean, it was comforting knowing that God was in control and that he was going to take care of all of us. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was definitely, <laughs> I was definitely praying the whole time. And I know we had worship music on and stuff. And I got into like just a, a different type of zone. But I just remember praying. I'm like, God, like, please have mercy on me. Please help me. Um, and that was definitely a relinquishing of control and helpful for me and my emotions. By doing that, I could relax because I knew that no matter what happened, God was near and in control. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate the show and write a review to let me know what topics you're most interested in. Also, remember to save your spot for my upcoming childbirth, postpartum, and high-performing families masterclass launch this January. You can reserve your spot by going to the book online section of my website, matrescencebirth.com. Thanks for listening.